is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. And welcome to Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast. This is your host, Colton. And this is Chris. And today we're going to be talking about the 10th episode of the first season. Bro, we got two episodes left. I know, right? Almost there with the the first season. (laughs) Things are getting tense. It's getting so (laughs) tense. Like This is a very slow build show, but I feel like as it's going... It's like, okay, now I see why people like this. Like the first couple episodes, it's like, all right, it's okay. Kind of, that's cool. There's crazy eyes in it and all, but, (laughs) (laughs) but then all of a sudden as it's going, there's like, you can tell there's a big, like a buildup going on, which is great. Oh yeah. Yep. So, uh, the, um, episode is titled, um, the Emerald city, which is obviously, um, not a play on, but the name from um, previous episode when we talked about the uh, the world of Oz, um, the Wizard of Oz books, uh, the Emerald City, the Emerald City. You know, every, anybody that's ever watched, uh, I'm not. Wizard I'm not Oz, seeing the connection. You're not at all. Okay. No, so, I, don't, I don't. I don't know what you're. Uh, I don't understand. It's it's a it's a it's a city. Wait a minute! Is it emerald? <laughs> Now it's, it rings a bell. Actually, okay, it's actually gold, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so it's the main plot in, or the main, not even plot. I guess like the the main city from the Wizard of Oz and all that. Um, right, and it's I like I get where they're coming from with the name of this versus the name of the show. Like in a way, Atlantic City's living outside the wor- the real world. It's its own fantasy world in a way. You know, like yeah. the rules don't exactly apply there that apply to the rest of the world. And so basically Atlantic City is the Emerald City, which makes Steve Buscemi the Wizard of Oz. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely does. Considering he's, his role. And he's, he's behind he's, the scenes cranking things. He's the man and- <laughs> behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the episode was directed by uh, Simon uh, Selen Joan. Um, I looked him up. He's just, he's one of those guys. He's directed just basically at least one or two episodes from every, every series that's ever been on HBO. Um, and it was written by, uh, Lawrence Connor, uh, Lawrence Connor. If I remember right, it was either the last episode or the episode before that he wrote. Um, and he's written several episodes of uh, boardwalk empire. So, uh, just kind of little connections there. It's HBO being very, HBO likes to keep it within HBO. In-house. Yeah. Yeah. Actors, directors, writers, they're all it's they all intertwine between different shows, I've noticed. So um episode opens up. We have uh, uh Richard uh Harrow and he's basically having a dream where um he's seeing himself without the uh, uh without the injury to his face. Yeah, without half of his face missing. And he's with some woman. Um, I put it down that he's. It's like he's being quote unquote normal again. Yeah, yeah. And it it was kind of weird seeing him, you know, not have half his face. Like you know, I mean, he's the he's a tin soldier. He's got half right. his face covered with the mask, and 
it, it, it was just really odd to see, you know, well, him in a normal state because we've only ever seen him with either half his face missing or with the mask on, which is odd in itself. But that's just how we've gotten used to his look. So, right. so now well, seeing him normal is like, that's weird. That's Well, and it's also that his his face is a mirrored uh, replica of his uh, his. injured so we're seeing him without a mirrored face and it's weird right you know yeah yeah so but yeah exactly what you're saying is it it is it's very it's it's strange it's like oh this isn't right what's going on which is weird like you sit there and say oh this guy doesn't have his half his face missing what's wrong like yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um and so he gets woken up from um a screaming sound which we find out is uh margaret's son um, screaming because he's fallen asleep on the couch and um, his uh, half his face is showing, and right he doesn't have his mask on, so it's um yeah his uh, yeah oh it's his daughter yes oh, I'm sorry, my, it's if you daughter. heard yes if you heard my wife was yelling that across the room it was his daughter that uh oh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that but that's funny yeah it's his his uh, Margaret's daughter sees uh. Richard without his mask on and yeah, wakes him from the dream with the scream and which, you know, is understandable. I mean, he's missing half his face. So he's terrifying this little girl on accident. Yeah, no, it is. Which of course is, you know, I feel like that's just another jab at, you know, his, his situation. Yeah. He's obviously not trying to um, scare these kids, but you know, he's not going to sleep with the, uh, with the mask on, that's no. uncomfortable. But, you know, it, it's just uh, something he has to end up dealing with and kind of yeah. sucks for him. It's just another, I guess, kind of um, like just like a, a, a not a rude awakening, but just another. We see another fault, like not a fault, um, just another handicap in his life, something that we, we never really right. thought about. Like, well, yeah, it's bad enough he has half a face. Like, I mean, that's horrible. He can only see out of one eye. But then, yeah, right. we know he gets stared at by people. But then the thing about it, oh, he could also terrify kids. I mean, nobody wants to terrify kids. I mean, right, right. So it's yeah, it's just it's sad. Um. We also get to see that Nucky kind of is pissed that he's like not wearing the mask, which I thought was kind of like, yeah, strange. I was like, damn, dude, like have a little sympathy for this guy. He's helping y'all out, and you're like, hey, wear the mask, <laughs> right? And then it's even that's a little out of character for Nucky, him being so sympathetic to people, you know, the downtrodden. Um, but I think that kind of shows his priorities there. He he holds Margaret and her kids and the, that family in higher priority than he would, you know, his the people he's trying to help, I guess. And yeah. I don't know if that was a, that was a main point, but now that we're here talking about it, it's like, well, maybe that, you know, kind of shows a bit of his character and what he holds more important, you know, to himself. Yeah, I can see that. From there, we're seeing um, Agent Michael Shannon. Yeah, Agent Michael Shannon, and the uh, I, I guess it's the deputy. Is he the top person? I, I, I that's what I have it down as deputy, like deputy director, director. Yeah, that's a director. I think it's director. Yeah. Um, him and the director, they're meeting with um his quote unquote, which I feel weird saying this, his imbecile of a partner but i don't know if we can really say imbecile of a partner anymore just because of what he has pulled off yeah right he's uh yeah he's definitely 
the I'm not, um I'm not saying he's a good partner, <laughs> but Yeah, right, but he's definitely uh more uh, more of a th- I guess threat yeah. to the situation than we had originally thought. That's kind of how I was putting it is he's 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 more well, yeah, he's more of a threat. It, no, that's that's really the wording I would use. He's more of a threat. He's definitely um, playing more than he's he's. Uh, I'm trying to think of the terminology. He's playing with more cards than what you wanted to think he was. Right, right. And so uh, we get to see that, or um, we're, we're hearing them talk about well, what's been happening and what's been going on with, or what was happening and why he pulled out his gun and why he shot the guy. Yeah, uh, deposing him basically. Yeah. Now, just trying to, you know, break down or uh, not deposing, but um, um, yeah, I guess it's a no. Yeah. The, questioning him, like, why would you do this? You know, basically there. Uh, I mean, we already know that Michael Shannon thinks that he's uh, right. Uh, kind of like a backstabber at this point. But now we're getting to see if what the director also thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we always, you know, we already know that the deputy has it in his head that agent Michael Shannon is maybe uh, pursuing something a little too fervently. Like he he's going after this story more than he maybe should. Right. Uh, I don't know if that, you know, is affecting him here, but you know, that's what we know of him so far. No, I, yeah, no, that's definitely it. And we get to see that, um, uh, so they, the director pretty much says, okay, you can go, um, you know, pretty much giving him a vacation for what he did is kind of how I, yeah, I right. put it down. <laughs> uh, we get to see that Shannon is obviously not happy about this and basically says he feels that he's the one at fault. And the director says, no, well, that's good because you're the one that I'm going to put the fault on. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought that was kind of strange because remember the last episode we had mentioned that you could see that he, the d- director was a little uneasy when he had told him that um, they were going to be able to arrest Jimmy. And right. now he's kind of like, well, I'm putting your fault on you. So now right. I'm kind of like, what's exactly going on? I don't know if the director's playing politics that much. I mean, just because I could see that from that like perspective that um, he's so high up. It's just, Hey, this guy died. It's your fault. I don't care about the consequences. You know, we have to put blame on somebody and that's you. Or if he really is honestly mad because he sees that uh, Shannon, Michael Shannon is out to like get Jimmy or get Nucky at any expense. And somehow he's connected to them. I can't. I don't know. I can't really. Tell. I was gonna say. I just just judging by his reaction from when Michael Shannon uh, called him in the last episode to tell him, like, yeah, we can we can totally move in on on this whole deal. Um, I got the sense that he was in on it. He he ha- he plays some part in this whole empire. Yeah. So um, that's you know that's just me guessing, but I I have the feeling that yeah he's he's somehow involved. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So from there, we get to see James and Angela are um, they're they're together. I, I put down they're having breakfast. They're not really having breakfast, but that's kind of how I put it in there, just because it looks like they're both kind of waking up. It's in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah, it's in the morning. A little bit of afternoon delight, if you will. 
it doesn't actually work because it's the morning. So I, I yeah, I tried to make a joke and it fell flat on that one. But you know, that did not. Work. Uh, we'll cut it out. All right. So <laughs> um, James is he's seeing that Angela's painting, and um, I I put in my notes. It's kind of like he's trying to um, go back to old Jimmy, like the Jimmy before we knew, knew him even like the Jimmy before he went to work. Right. He's, he's even talking about, Oh, if you mix the colors together and you do this, like he's being kind of artistic in a way. Yeah. And yeah. we're seeing that Angela obviously likes it. She's happy that he's doing it. And obviously there's some passion that gets brought up because of what they do, but right. um, it is kind of a, a change in Jimmy to see him acting this way. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, I, well, yeah, you said it, that because he does start taking more of an interest in her painting, she, you know, obviously is appreciative of the, uh, of the attention. So right. it, it works out for, for Jimmy anyway. And I'm, st- I'm still kind of torn, you know, it's hard to tell exactly where Angela's feelings lie. Um, yes. Like I said before, I think that she still has feelings for Jimmy, but but what type I, I don't of feelings? Know in what capacity? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's I, I see what you're saying on that. It's like is she just having feelings because it's the father of her child, or is she does does she still have actual feelings for him? Right. I, I and I don't know. I really you, right by the end of this episode. I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from there we go, and we're seeing Nucky and Margaret. Um, there, uh, I put it down that they're now having breakfast. Um, and we can see that Nucky's got the newspaper. Did you notice the newspaper article that it showed on it? I don't know if you. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, it's just a nice little, like little. Uh, what is it? A uh, little flashback to a previous episode. It said grand jury convenes for the World Series uh, bet off. Oh, yeah, there you know, kind of Rothstein is there still, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, which I'm, uh, I'm, I'm guessing historically accurate. He he gets off without anything. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're having breakfast. He's uh, reading the um, the newspaper and. Pretty much he starts talking to her about, well, they need one more. I think it was either Kentucky or Tennessee. I don't remember. It was one of the southern states uh, to uh, vote in so that women can vote. And Right. I did think it was kind of funny because I feel like this kind of plays a little bit into this whole series or this whole episode. He mentions that, uh, well, the South, you know how the South is. They're not the most forward thinking people, which is still a common um, right. ideology among people. I mean, it's a stereotype, right? The South, we're, we're backwards down here and right. all that. I thought it was kind of funny, though, when he says that because my view on it was kind of like, well, here you are saying that, but yet Margaret is scared of a guy that's an injured veteran and that's literally all that's wrong with him. You know, it's kind of like you're judging somebody else, right. which it gets brought up right. again later, but this was kind of the first little start of it. It's kind of the whole, how are you going to judge like some other people and you yourself are being a, hip- a hypocrite in it, right? You're already judging somebody else right. based on literally just a physical representation, nothing else. You're solely basing a judgment on them because of a physical disability, not anything else. Uh, just something I kind of put in my notes on that one. I thought that was kind of strange that he says that. And I guess it shows the hypocrisy in 
Nucky and Nucky yeah. as well. Uh, that was honestly all I got out of that episode or that scene. I don't know if you got anything else really out of it. Um, no, yeah, not really. Uh, just the um, uh, they're you know bringing the women's vote back up because um, you know, obviously that's gonna come up again a little bit later in the episode. So they're reintroducing yeah. the idea. Uh, so from there we're seeing, um, I just have it down as Rothstein and the boys, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> uh, Rothstein is pissed though. So yeah, I really like Rothstein. I forgot how much I actually like Rothstein's character in this show, uh, and rewatching it. He's really, I really like his character and I really like the gate way that the actor portrays him as well. And yeah. the writing, like everything about, it, I I just really like it. I thought it was kind of interesting when he's talking to them, and uh, like one of the things he mentions, you know, he was like, "I always make a good bet," and one of the guys is like, "Oh, like the World Series," and Rothstein looks at him and it's basically like, yeah. "I'm gonna fucking kill you." Yeah, because <laughs> you're an idiot. You do not talk about that. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like everyone knows, he totally has something to do with it, but. <laughs> yeah the fact that he's like you do not fucking say that shit to me like no we don't talk <laughs> i don't know it's it, i like it just like his little mannerisms are so good and yeah i like how he even mentions like to doyle you know he's like you know well, the, uh i always make a clean bet i know all the uh i know all the wagers or something like that and Doyle's like well how was i supposed to know that he had a gun he never has a gun before and he's and rossing's basically like i would have known that like that, I would have made sure. Yeah, right. Every little detail. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought that was kind of. I really like that scene. I mean, there's not a whole lot out of it other than we're seeing that the uh, uh, Delacino brothers are pretty much saying, "Hey, well, we're gonna make this right for you because we fucked up." And Rossine's big thing is, if you want to make it right, it's really simple. I need money, and that's it. It's you can kill yeah. Lucky, and he doesn't care because you're doing something you should have already done. You've messed up. Now you need to help me out by paying right. on what you should have done already so that was and uh i, I it it probably has I, the only thing i can think of is um kind of the star trek uh red shirt uh, theory here okay. and um because one of the brothers was not the same one from the last couple of no episodes. not at all <laughs> They switched him out completely, and I'm like, why did they do that? Uh, uh, we find out later, face. and I think me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think I might have spoiled something no, 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 by no, no, bringing no, no. up we'll the the red shirt thing. But I mean, it's obvious. Like it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're you're there for a reason. <laughs> poor poor red shirted bastard. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> no, I didn't even realize that until you mentioned it. Because in the last episode, when you, we first see him, I was kind of like, when I was watching, I was like, "Who is that?" I was like, "Did they?" Yeah, just get, like, some, yeah. Like, I was like, like, "That is a completely different brother." <laughs> Who is that even? <laughs> I wonder what the casting up and the guy that originally played him got fired, like got drunk on set. Yeah, or right. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, shit. Just gonna let you know, we're hiring you for this one episode. <laughs> He's probably like on the like the snack bar. They're like, "Hey, you, you've got you come here." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was the craft craft manager. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So from there we're gonna see uh, Capone and uh, oh, man, I'm gonna I'm really trying to pronounce the name right, Gran Torrio. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Gran Torino. Torino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see uh, Torio, and I believe that's actually the pronunciation, Torio. Okay, I'm, Torio, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. Uh, we can see uh, Alan Torio. They're meeting, and um, we... We're seeing that obviously Torio's a businessman, right? Like that's what he is, right? And Capone is sometimes a businessman, sometimes a jokester, and I, yeah. this is really kind of showing like, hey man, do you know when to turn the shit off? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I actually looked it up. I was kind of curious if Capone was really this way in real life. I couldn't see anything on it. I read. I was on a couple different sites. Um, there's a couple different biographies about him, and I was reading some interviews with authors. Where they were actually comparing the actor that plays Capone, um, and they were comparing the real-life Capone and this guy. And apparently, by a lot of historian standards, the guy that's playing Capone in this is actually the most accurate representation of Capone, even compared to De Niro's version in The Untouchables. But... That's yeah, nuts. but they were saying that the the joking thing that's out of nowhere, like that that wasn't really... Yeah. Oh, really? From what I'm reading, like huh. I, apparently he did have a sense of humor... And he was a very personable guy. Like he couldn't basically. He walked into a room. Everybody knew who he was. Yeah, he was. All, he was always very uh, charismatic yeah, person. So that was true. Um, they did say, and I thought it was funny because you and me talked about this. The actor that plays him in the show, five foot five, right? The real Capone was five foot uh-huh. ten, and they even said the historians when they watched it, they were like, "Man, they made him way too small. Like y'all shouldn't have done that." Oh, really? <laughs> Which you and me were always <laughs> talking about. You know how he's so little. Yeah, he had to step up on a box <laughs> to meet everyone's eyeline. Yeah. So apparently, he wasn't really that short. That's funny. But, eh, I guess you get you give some and you take some. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so Capone basically is a joke, a jokester. He gives uh, Torio a. Uh, joke cigarette that pops, you know. Right. Um, and Torio just gets pissed, and he and he should. And yeah, he I should. mean, he's in the middle of a business meeting. Like seriously. Yeah, you don't you don't <laughs> you don't introduce jokes and stuff in the middle of this kind of thing. They're talking about business, and yeah, it just throws everything off. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course, that's gonna. Uh, yeah, that would definitely set any businessman off. Now, I thought it was strange how Capone and I guess this is a, a really good showing of how they're showing his character. Capone doesn't understand why Torio's pissed. He's just like, "Man, it's a joke." And then Torio yeah, right. is basically saying, he's like, "I get it." He's like, "It's a joke." And he's always he, he says something along the lines of, "It's you're always fucking laughing or something like that." Or yeah. um, use your fucking head, something along those lines, right? And Capone yeah. gets pissed. You see it in his eyes where he's kind of like, like, dude, you don't talk to me that way. Because he's starting to kind of realize, like, in a way he's like, um, you don't disrespect me when he's fully disrespecting somebody else. Like, you see right. that he's definitely right. a sociopath. Like, it's all about it's yeah. all about him and how he feels. Yeah. So that was my big observation I thought was kind of interesting from that, seeing that uh, side of uh, Capone in this. Uh, from there we going and this, oh, I really, I really, this isn't my favorite scene of the episode because that's towards the end. But right. of course I love this <laughs> scene because it's Mickey Doyle and we all know how much I love Mickey Doyle. Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Doyle is, is, is definitely a character in this in this episode but, all okay. throughout. It's just <laughs> okay. Hold on though, I'm gonna defend my 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 man Doyle here. This is why I really like this character. 
Okay, I, yes, the mannerisms are funny and all that. It's hilarious, right? But seeing him, this is who Doyle really is. Okay, so Doyle shows up and a rat bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's like because that's what he's doing. He's that's one hundred percent. He's ratting out to the person who he thinks he can get the most out of. Said this time and time again. Doyle cares about Doyle, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to see that he's not an idiot. He comes off as no, he's he comes not. off as an idiot. He definitely does. He plays up the whole yeah. oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I really like what they did in this where he even tells him he's like I see him. He's like they're laughing. They're making jokes in front of my face. They're laughing to my face. Yeah. Cuz this entire time they've made it appear that he didn't know what they were talking about. But Right. He's not an idiot. He may not phys- physically and, know what they're saying, but he knows what they're saying. Right. And you're right. It, it was very surprising to see Doyle acting in a capacity more than just the idiot being told what to do. Yeah. Because, yeah, right here he's, you know, taking matters into his own hands. Yeah, that's exact. That's that's really what it is. And I really like that. I thought that was really, and of course, I do like that they keep having the glass where it's like he's about to drink it after uh, Jimmy spit in it. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't let him drink. He never drank it though. I watched it. Yeah. Twice. I was like, please don't let him drink it. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that was the payback for the formaldehyde in the first episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I just, I don't, yeah, I like that it's. It's just seeing the another version of Doyle that we haven't seen really. Like we're seeing, right? Like I said, he's not a good guy. I'm not saying Doyle's a good guy because he's only out for himself. <laughs> but this is why this is why I love that character. Uh, the, the episode ends. We get to see uh, Eddie coming in saying that the women have been allowed to vote, and um, Nucky's obviously, you know, as pleased as he could be by hearing that. Right. Right. So from there, we get to see. Um, uh, Margaret's reading to the kids. Uh, it's uh, the uh, Wizard of Oz book. I I wrote down that it's the Emerald City. I don't know if honestly it was the Emerald City. I cannot remember for the life of me what it was actually called. Um, I don't um, know if it was the the World of Oz or uh, the Tale of Oz. I there's like I said, there's like fourteen of those books. So yeah, um, she's reading. Uh, it's, it was. Uh, Little Dorothy and the Wizard of oh, Oz. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I I couldn't get it. All right. So she's reading that, um, and we get to see um, Richard is kind of in the background, and he comes in and he makes a, a little joke about him being the Tin Man, right? And he's he's ran out right, of oil, right? I. It's interesting to see this other side of Richard that we know him as a killer, right? He's obviously a killer. He's a machine. He's a machine right. in a way. Yeah. The Tin Man, right? I mean, right? The Tin Man's a machine. In yeah. a way, he's a machine. And seeing that he has this self, like self-realization of, I, I can't fully judge kids for being upset at me and being scared of me because he's like, I, th- I would be the same way essentially, right? Yeah. And he, and he's learned how you basically. What's the saying? If you can laugh at yourself, nobody can make fun of you. You know. Th- right. that's kind of what it is i feel like and he's sh- yeah he does have enough of self-awareness that you know he knows he has to do something to maybe better gain their trust and it, it was um i liked that he knew how to relate to them he used what they were doing to relate better to them and it 
absolutely worked. Yeah. You know, on the kids. Um, he just used what they were looking at and reading and the story to make himself more relatable to yeah. them. And it works. I think it feels like it yeah. works really well. And it um, it just it shows his his character. I, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's good. I like it. Right. He's he's a very he's a very um, deep and uh, layered character. I, I, I liked Richard Harrow from the beginning, but I, you know, this scene really made me realize, yeah, he's not, you know, he lost half of his face, but he didn't lose his, I guess, his mind. No completely like, like they they were trying to um insinuate with the uh putting him through the tests and everything like yeah, that i like that that's that's a good way of putting that uh so from there we're going to see that <laughs> okay i'll let you expand on this a little bit because literally for this next scene and there's not a lot to it i literally just have down shannon is fucking nuts are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's dude I'm, look i'll show you on my notes and <laughs> shannon's nuts <laughs> i don't have anything else like i was just like oh yeah my God. basically i mean he's just i i feel like this was his um kind of a, a bit of a breaking point i think oh, it's 100%. um not a not a full breaking point but enough to you know he's looking through all these papers for you know he's been researching all of this stuff for however long now i mean it's been a couple of months i'm sure oh yeah like what like five this has been his life yeah for the the last couple of months and he was just told by his superior that like no 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 you're you failed you failed completely on this so yeah he's just all looking over everything this is his like fuck i i messed up and this is kind of his breaking point for at least the the near future i i feel like uh agent michael shannon won't be kept down by something like this no and i think we see at the end of this episode he there's a whole new side that we're about to see from him so right uh can i can no no i'm gonna hold it i'm gonna hold it till we get to that one i got it because we we have a new name for him (laughs) Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit, okay? All right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, from there we get to see uh, Nucky, Margaret, uh, there. Um, he's letting her know that the women get a vote, and he's making a toast. Right. And I, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know what you fully took out of this. Okay, I put down, obviously, the, you've got the standard. Uh, the women are getting to vote. He's celebrating. Let me pour you some champagne. He says, I won't insult you by offering you some. But then she takes it, right? Yeah. I looked at this. This is the way I was looking at it. Because this whole episode, I feel like the main character is Margaret. That's how I took it. Margaret's character in this episode is probably the main character. She's not the most prominent character in it, but I feel like she's the main character. Her character has the most change throughout it. It's a big... And it's right. almost disgustingly how much in your face it is to me. Like, I kind of <laughs> get a little irritated with something. I'm like, all right, I get it, writers. Like, I get it. The cinematography, it's easy. I get it, right? But... You right. Know, like here she is. We've never seen her drink ever, right? When right. they showed her in bars, she's always had water, right? Like she doesn't right. drink. And then all of a sudden here, well, okay, I'll celebrate a little bit, right? It's she's slowly becoming nucky in a way. Okay. Like she's yeah. gonna be doing a speech, maybe. She's getting into politics. Yeah, she yeah. came from the bottom. Nucky came from the bottom. And Right. This is what's happening. We're seeing this slow evolution of her to somebody, you know, and 
like I said, at the, the very last scene, I'll get into it even more, but it's the slow process of a new transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This, this keeps adding on. Um, I, I didn't get to um, be with you on the end of the uh, last episode due to uh, technical difficulties, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I brought up in the last episode that, I like where is Margaret's stopping point? I keep expecting it to happen and there's been so many occurrences where like I thought Margaret was just going to be like no, this is I I'm done with this. She keeps going. That's true. I didn't actually think about <laughs> it that way. She keeps going into the lifestyle. Like it, so many things uh, so far in the past couple of episodes where I thought for sure this was Margaret's like, no, 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 I'm not standing for this anymore. But yeah, it's just that I guess Nucky just has that much of a hold on Which her. Which is funny because, I mean, that's even kind of what she even says at one point about him being the um, county treasurer. He's like, well, so you'll be in control and he's so delusional. I don't know if he's delusional himself or if he just knows what to say where he's like, I'm not in control. You know, when it's like, right. bro, yes, you right. are. You're literally, you're not in control of that. <laughs> you literally own no, the entire city. No, he's not even city. in control of that city. This <laughs> dude is in control of the Republican Party, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 making uh, presidential yeah. candidates. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if he honestly doesn't believe that or if it's, if it, he just says that. I, I, I don't know. That's a really good point. He's basically like, I can mold her. I can do this and... I, I honestly didn't right. even catch that much on it. That's a really good observation. Uh, huh. So from there we get to see that. Um, <laughs> okay. I know. Okay. I'm laughing at this. It's a, okay. This scene is weird. Okay. This scene, I, I laugh at it, but it's also really super cringeworthy. Right. So, okay. Or, or, I, right. I, I have right. it down as Tommy always ruins everything. Okay. Because so far, <laughs> Jimmy's son has ruined two different walks on the boardwalk, okay? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I need this kid to stop ruining things because... <laughs> All right, so he's running in his little Sailor Joe outfit, and <laughs> right. he goes to the fo- the photograph scene, and he says, you know, what is it? Uh, the line, um, was uh, mo- that's mommy's kissing friend or something like that. Yeah, that's mommy's right. kissing friend. Like, oh no! And Jimmy no. naturally is going to be like, <laughs> "Oh, it's Vincent Price Jr." So, yeah, yeah. I laugh at it because the scene is kind of funny as it starts. Right? He's like standing right. there with the photograph, all awkward, and he's like, "Okay, now hold still." And he's like looking through it, yeah. and you hear Jimmy <laughs> with his bum leg like walking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you see through like, the camera lens like Jimmy down. his face. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is kind of funny, but then it goes from funny to gruesome in one yeah. short second yeah. where he beats the loving piss out of this dude, throws him through a window, yeah. and just goes to town. And we, but now we're seeing another side of Jimmy. We're seeing, oh shit. He's not uh, now. Granted, he's in his head. He's thinking the guy's been sleeping with his wife. Okay, I'm not gonna say right. that he's reacting proper for that. But at the same time, you find that out as a man. I don't know how I'm gonna react. I, I, yeah, I might exactly. be whooping someone's ass. <laughs> so yeah, he, 
And that's that's why I, I wouldn't say we're seeing a new side to Jimmy. I just think that Jimmy's un, unleashed side, Jimmy's a uh, dog tag side, came yeah. out again because he. I mean, he he let that side out a, a good couple episodes yes. ago. Like he, it was whenever uh, Pearl died. Whenever oh um, yeah 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 yeah. Whenever that whole episode happened, he something snapped in his head, and I think uh, you know this was just another reawakening of that. Uh, of the animal yeah, side. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's yeah. No, you're right. So he's be- he beats him up. We get to see then uh, that um, uh, Mrs. Vincent Price and um, his uh, Mar or, uh, not Margaret um, Angela, Angela. make an eye contact and basically like, oh no, like, right? We caused this. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He kind of did. Yeah, but so <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say Vincent Price Jr.'s not guilty, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Besides, uh, so that's what you get for being so that greasy. Nasty just mustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from there, we get to see that Shannon goes to visit um, Margaret, and right. I, I don't like the scene. Is a really powerful scene. I don't have a lot, honestly, written on it because it's so like all I got out of it. But I mean, and. It's it, there's a lot that goes on in it, but it's basically just saying that this is so. This is, I guess, the uh, the next like evolution. We already saw that Shannon's breaking, and now we see right. he's really breaking. He's not there to save her life anymore. He's there to save her soul. Like, bro, this isn't yeah. supernatural. Okay, there's like right. <laughs> this is like some like really like that. Th- because I mean, for the most part, let's go and say the show's fairly realistic, right? I would say, compared to most of right. the shows, we'll say that this is what ninety percent historical accurate, eighty percent, maybe eighty percent, yeah, right? Yeah. There's not dragons coming out and things like that. The fact that 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 <laughs> there's a a, a, a federal agent because we're gonna go make like some like gin and tonics later and a. HB yeah, cop right. pulls this over and it's like the yeah. fire of demons <laughs> i will smite like nah dude i, I don't yeah right serious, uh samuel jackson shit on me like uh-uh we're not we're not doing all that um it's scary yeah it's scary to see what kind of person he has the potential to be um uh, I, I don't know if, I don't yeah know if no not really just like i said it, it's um him delving deeper into the uh into the breakdown i think yeah uh from there we go and we're seeing capone and uh torio at uh the bar mitzvah for um the gentleman he'd been in there in the previous episode one of um capone's um he i guess he does like collections for him or something like that uh what it sounds like and um they're at his son's bar mitzvah and Mm -hmm. we get to see kind of an eye opener for capone where he's been going around basically like I'm an adult I'm um you know you need to respect me and you need to do this and he realizes like like with the way that these like Jewish leaders are looking at him he's kind of a kid right like right. this kid that's up there that's about to become a, ma- a man you know according to their religious uh views and their um their up uh, uh uh I can't even think of it their traditions. This this kid though. Right. This, this kid. To be fair, not even their religious like their their traditions. The kid probably is more of a man than Capone. You know, like right. Capone's a, a child. Like that's all he is. Well, and they even like bring up. Uh, you know, they're they're talking about um, 
you know, why are you wearing that yarmulke or whatever? And they bring that up. And the uh, older Jewish guy even asked him, like, so why are you wearing a kid hat? Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is what why it is. You, like, he, you dress like a child. You act like a child. That's, you know, grow up, man. <laughs> no, that's it. And <laughs> I could get into so much on that, but... Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's that's really that. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, he's just, I think it's going to be a new, and we see later on that I think this is a newer beginning for Capone. Um, I'm really yeah. curious to see what happens out of him now. He's meeting with Nucky, and um, they're talking pretty much about Nucky and Doyle, and they're talking about what's going to be happening what's going to be happening if Chalky will work with him basically just set up right. uh Meyer Lansky and uh we get it Jimmy comes in and we get to see another little side of Jimmy like Jimmy's definitely becoming a full gangster at this point yeah yeah absolutely uh i like that it's they're basically telling him this is what's going to happen you do this you act this way or you say this and Pretty much, these they're wanting. What I took it as is they're wanting to get as many people in a room together, and they basically want to just like murder as many people at one time as they can. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how I took it, right? Right. Uh, so I do. We're seeing that Nucky's not playing anymore. That he's no, I'm willing to have people killed. I don't want. Yeah, because they they shot an innocent person. I mean, and even as Rothstein yeah. said, because Rothstein was pissed by it, they shot an innocent tourist in Atlantic City. The the Delacino yeah. brothers are are they're 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 fucking idiots, right? They're reckless. They're reckless. They yeah, they're no too reckless for this. For anything else, right? Um, I like Eddie's comment where yeah. uh, Nucky says that they uh, that they they shot me or they shot at or yeah. And Nucky says like one of them shot me and Nettie goes attempted. They were not successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because Eddie stepped in and uh, handled business. <laughs> he shot, yeah, handled business. Shot one of them yeah. in the calf. So <laughs> I, I thought it was. I, yeah. I like it. <laughs> He's like so, the the. Um, um, the the quiet bodyguard in the background. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to see that we go to the uh, women's uh, the suffrage movement, like the meeting. I don't know if I would really call it a women's suffrage meeting or not, but it's the first meeting where they're having a dinner. I think it is with the. Um, it might be with. Is the, it? It's with the, the candidate, uh, uh, the Republican candidate for. Right. I'm just. I I feel like it was one of the women's groups. But I could be wrong. Yeah, so and I don't know if this is. I guess this is when they first introduce him. It's uh, for governor, right? It's um, governor of mayor. Oh, mayor of of Atlantic City. Yeah, they're uh, introducing the guy. Soon to be, he's wanting to be wanting to right. Be and uh, this is the guy that they chose. You know, the last episode uh, that Nucky chose last episode. Yes. To uh, you know, start running. Um, so yeah, they're introducing him to the uh, the women's league here. Where you know the women's like uh, Margaret it. is also supposed to uh, give her speech, which she does very right. well. She gives a really good speech. Uh, we get to see that obviously it's a good speech, but we get to see that she's definitely becoming a politician. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. She's becoming a politician. Uh, Nucky's excited to see it. The other politicians at the table with him are oh, excited yeah. to see it. It's kind of like they're watching their pupil become, you know, educated. And it's like, this is what I've created. Right. Kind of. Like, that's, yeah. 
So we go from there and we get to see that uh, Corio and uh, Capone are meeting and basically Capone's letting him know like, hey, like I fucked up. Right. right. I mean, that's kind of how I'm I, I'm looking at it. He's like, man, I messed up. I, I want to prove to you that I can be, you know, w- you brought me here from uh, New York. I want to show you that I'm I'm a good I'm a good investment. Right. Right. And I like that because Torio's willing to give him a chance. Yeah. I mean, you know, despite all of the crap that he's already had to go through with Capone, I guess, um, you know, that first act in episode one of him, you know, getting that big score for Torio has left enough of an impression that Torio is not willing to just cast Capone out completely yet. Um, which is funny which is because because it's Jimmy's the one that ultimately got that. Yeah, score, right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's um, Capone's kind of, I don't know, I guess taking credit, full credit for that. And I, I guess Torrio is, is OK with that. I don't know. It's, it's a lame politics. I mean, yeah, it's a bit strange. So uh, I don't know. I guess I feel like maybe that might come up again a little bit later. That that tension between Jimmy and and Capone already had started up. Uh, in, oh yeah. In previous episodes. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's going to come up again. Oh, I, there's no doubt about. It. I mean, they've already hinted alone that they've hinted at it that Capone's stolen valor, right? Right. You know, right. And that alone. So yeah, talk to, yeah, you're right. Talk to any vet, and they hate stolen valor more than yeah. anything in the <laughs> entire world, right? So, and they haven't outright said it, but they've hinted at it enough that Jimmy at least thinks it, right? Oh yeah. So I'm really curious to see where this goes from here because Capone is, in a way, Capone is also making a power grab, though. He's not just being like a weakling or something like that. He is doing something as well. Right, right. Uh, f- from there we go, and we're seeing uh, Chucky. Uh, Chucky, sorry, I'm, I'm my handwriting so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you imagine if they had mixed? Ah, Ch- uh, if Chucky, Chucky was in Boardwalk Empire, <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to see Chalky's meeting with the brothers and uh, uh, Lansky, and um, they're coming up with their deal. Now, funny thing I noticed about this, and I don't know if you noticed it or not, Chalky is playing, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the wording here if I can do it. I, I really don't like using this term, but he's playing. Okay, I'm going to say it politically correct. He's playing Samuel L. Jackson in Dango Unchained. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's uh, the only way I can... When you, when you were leading up just now, I was like, I know exactly what he's going to try to say right now. <laughs> I was just like, how can I say this and yeah, not get... Just the most stereotypical, like, yeah, no, he's... I know what you mean. <laughs> no, that's it, but that is, he's playing a stereotype. I think the terminology, if I'm, if I'm correct, okay, it, I would call it kind of like an uh, Uncle Tom, right? That's, right, that's what right. he's playing, right? He's playing the right. most stereo caricature of a black man at this time. Yeah, like, exactly. He's like, Mr. Thompson, come in. And, no. Yeah. And he, did you hear what he said? He was like, I was originally going, I think he said for $7 and he said, or he said 12 and then it ultimately came seven, which remember real life, Chalky getting 50%. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so he's playing them like crazy at this point. <laughs> 
So he's talking to him, and everything's going as planned until that little short fucker goes and makes the comment about how um, we can load you yeah, up with but... a bunch of uh, Packers. And Chalky's not an idiot. So Chalky's right. immediately like, how do you know I drive a Packer? Yeah. Who told you, right? Nobody told him. So he pulls out, ooh, those Chrome 1911. Yeah, he pulls out the devil. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My PP moved a little bit when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to see he's uh, he knows what's happening. And, they're, and obviously he can do this because they're in his still. Yeah, like, who's gonna yeah, stop this is, him? Right? This is his place. Yeah, what's uh, you guys are you're in, in his the house wrong place to up. be making <laughs> any kind of demands. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we go and we see that uh, Angela and um, <laughs> I even have it in my notes. Angela and because I don't I don't know her name, so I have it down as Angela and Mrs. Price Jr. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's okay. <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're meeting at the shop and they're um, basically talking about what happened. Okay. Right. I am still in the firm belief, and I think maybe you are too, but I'm not going to speak for you, so I'm going to let you also talk about it. They are they are living in such a perfect world. Like, in their, in their uh, mentality, it's, Run away with me. We'll go to Paris. Where oh yeah yeah Tommy they are go yeah they are living in fantasy land. And he'll wear this tunic. Oh, and she teaches to use your imagination. Yeah, like yeah, woman. What place is really like this? <laughs> like y'all are living in this absolute. Let's not talk about bills that y'all are gonna fight about. Let's not talk about yeah um, exactly the language barrier because obviously Angela doesn't speak French. So how are you even going to get to fr- like, I can't even now, like I can't get to France, man. What the, f- that's, <laughs> that is an expensive okay. trip. Hold on, no. <laughs> To be fair, Leonardo DiCaprio got there in storage in Titanic. That's true. Okay. Well, he, he won his ticket in gambling fair and square. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. He, he won his ticket gambling. I so, forgot. You're right. Le- Leo don't play. No, he, he does things the right way. He's basically <laughs> Rothstein of the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was cheaper back then, like because you write in storage. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there was. Uh, there were a little bit easier ways of getting getting across the ocean I back in the day. But 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 they're living. I in mean, a I don't know. I, I still feel they're, like. Yeah, it's I, I still feel like they're just not really thinking about the, the logistics here and that's yeah, they're just I mean, let's be fair. Her paintings are good, but you can't sell you're not selling your art here. So what makes you think you go to another country you're gonna sell your art? Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but to Paris, where like all of the best art happened. Right. And is like still happening. Like so, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't I, I don't get it. I like I said, I feel that they're just living in this. Everything is perfect because we're in love fantasy world, and that's it. Right. And uh, oh, this storyline just pisses me off. That's all it's doing. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe it's meant yeah, to. Maybe I, yeah. I hope it's meant to because it's working. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, from there, we're going to see. 
um, Margaret and um, she's at home and she's talking with Richard. Um, this is when we get to see like kind of what I was talking about. Where Richard pretty much is telling her like like she even says like I'm sorry I judged you like I'm sorry that your 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 appearance frightened me, and he pretty much tells her like like it's fine because. I was that person. I look in a mirror and sometimes I don't recognize myself And pretty much saying that he has to, he had to learn that he would judge somebody too. And so therefore he doesn't get mad at somebody for judging him because he knows right. that if he was in their shoes, he would do the exact same thing that they're doing. And right. to be fair, that is a very, very awesome mindset to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes who's judging you and realizing how they're judging you, whether they're right or wrong, right. whether they're right or wrong, that's not the case, you know, but w seeing why it is that they're judging them. I it's, a, that's a very big thing to do. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Like I, God knows. Yeah. I, I don't do it. I mean, I wish I did, yeah, for, but I don't. Yeah. Even, even for us, um, you know, not, not being, uh, I mean, you and me aren't like, greatly handicapped in any in any facet that i know of i don't know you you're you're kind of stupid sometimes yeah. but <laughs> it, it happens i wouldn't call it wouldn't call it a handicap at all so i mean for somebody that um you know is is missing half his face especially in the in this time period yeah. um when that's judged so harshly to still be able to you know take everything in stride and be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. That's, that's pretty impressive. And again, like I said, I, I, I liked Richard from, from the start, maybe not for the right reasons. I always just thought like he was a really cool, uh, like I said, when we first met him, I was like, Oh man, he's like the most awesome Dick Tracy villain <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> but like learning more about his character and that he is, he's still a very, uh, I guess, compassionate person. Yeah underneath his rough exterior and you know evil villain looking uh outside it's it's uh i i really like his character i believe um and i could be wrong on this um i'll have to ask like some of my friends that are were in the military there's a terminology for people like him um I know there's like there there's the there's the terminology like hippie warrior, which is people who uh, they oh, fight yeah. in the they they fight in the military, but they're also very big on if we can do peace, do peace. But they're also willing to kill somebody too, and that that's what they will, the the terminology will be like a hippie warrior. If if I if I I I, I really wish I would huh. asked Wade. Um, I believe it's called like it's either the educated soldier cool. or the learned soldier, something like that, where. You have your normal soldier, which is I've learned to kill, and then that's all I've learned to do. And then you have your other soldier, which is right. I will kill, I know how to kill, but I'm also definitely right. that person. And I think uh, he knows. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say I think uh, that characteristic um, it it makes it makes a person even I. I guess dangerous because I mean you oh, you no, absolutely. can absolutely put yourself into your enemy's head and that gives you an advantage. You can kind of guess what they're going to do, how they're going to act, how they're going to react to things. So yeah. And I feel like, um, I feel like that's probably going to give well, him an edge as a, as in a, a lot shooter, like a of situations person, that works. Even yeah. Better. And, and, and that kind of came up. Yeah. That kind of came up when we first, uh, when we first met him about how he was able to, you know, 
outwit this uh this other this german sniper yes um and he he came out of it just fine <laughs> yeah. <He's> a trophy <laughs> and outwitted him yeah exactly so i agree that's that's who richard is and i i like that we're seeing more of him i like this it's a it's a character that came yeah. along later yeah. and it's a very good add-on and it's not like a and kind of like what you said, he's kind of like a Dick Tracy villain in a way, but at the same time, it's also, he's a very realistic character. Like, I definitely could see this being a real person. Right. Yeah. So we go from there. Um, this is, I, I honestly just, all I have on my notes on this, I'm not even making it up, is, um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Ooh, I almost messed it up. Sorry. We go from there, and we're getting to see that um, Shannon, it's also a big scene. We have two huge scenes in a row. Yeah, Shannon goes. Yeah. Okay, first off, yeah. okay, the scene is Agent Michael Shannon. He goes to a bar. Okay, first off, that sounds like a joke, but it's not. Second off, right? How did that bar person, that bouncer, not know who he was? Yeah, right. You and have yeah that that kind of that kind of gleamed in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> you have one agent in this entire city, and. Obviously, this is a fairly well-known bar because of somebody else that's there that we are going to learn about in a minute. Right. Right. How do they not know who my, Michael Shannon is? How does, yeah, how does every single speakeasy in Atlantic City not Bro. know this guy's face? Wow. <laughs> I used to go into the, when I did my old job, I would go into the convenience store over on the corner of City Gas, and so we'd be like, oh, shit, it's Mr. Duffy. Bro. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are. When you work in this in that type of field and you go into the certain areas, everybody knows who you are. Right. Like whether you know them or not, everybody knows who you are. So I was I don't know. I thought it was funny. I was like, there's no way that they don't know yeah. who that person. Yeah, is. that kinda that kinda hit my head too whenever that <laughs> happened. <laughs> so anyway, he's going in, um, he gets a drink. Now this was a question I have on my mind because we know that um, Michael Shannon is a he. We know he's a good actor, right? Right. Okay. He takes that shot of whiskey, which we're assuming is probably not the most pure shots of whiskey. Right. Okay. And he doesn't gag. He doesn't do anything unusual. Do you right. think he's an ex drinker? Maybe. Um, I, it was something I saw on it. I don't know. Yeah, probably, because you're right. I mean, he doesn't react to it, and then he asks for another. So he's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he probably did beforehand, but I think it's um, I think his morals drive him. Yes. And after he took the oath to you know be against this, he was done with it. Okay. But before that point, yeah, you you know. You know, religious, and that's the thing that um, I think it's a common misconception that religious people don't drink. Um, just... I'm Catholic, <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, no, that's not that's not the case. Go, hold on, whatsoever. You're Catholic. <laughs> I'm not trying to one up you. I'm not trying to be that guy right here. I was Southern Baptist when I was raised. All right. Right. There is no alcohol at all in Southern Baptist at all. Yeah, my dad had a thirty pack of Coors Light at that house at all times. <laughs> to this day, he still has a thirty pack of Coors at that house at all times. <laughs> they drink. Okay, you, we don't let the pastor know. But that's the thing the is that yeah, drink. most most of the time, 
Yeah, most of the time, you know, the if uh, religious people, they will still be, you know, yeah. drinkers, but you or know, worse. Or worse. obviously <laughs> not uh, condone the behavior because Satan. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm sorry. It just it's just part of it. I mean, with like I said, I'm I'm Catholic, and that's a big part of the religion like a lot of the original is like no no drinking's yeah. fine that's, that's that's cool true. <laughs> and and i mean being being you know catholic and guatemalan is even worse <laughs> so because <laughs> that's like all guatemalans do is drink so that's <laughs> irish and southern baptist so i had one side telling me to drink and the other side telling me not to it was just that was complicated <laughs> growing up. <laughs> I I didn't stand a chance. I I didn't even. <laughs> uh, so we get to see he's gets a drink and we see the lady. I even have it in here, and I wish I would have my phone up. Lady, the lady. In red. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy's there, and why is she? Still- that's what I'm saying. Why? <laughs> okay, now, hold on. Now, this is where it gets a little weird, though. This is the first time... Okay, so we have kind of like three... I, I've been I've been toying with the idea of future podcasts of like going through, instead of the way we've been doing it, where we talk about each episode linear, actually like dividing it up into storylines. Like saying, well, um, let's start here on... It's a Tarantino... Kind Tarantino of, yeah. Nice. That's what's up. I've been <laughs> contemplating doing that on future episodes. I just haven't figured out a way to do it because there's so much that goes on. That would be cool. Yeah, following each individual character's yeah. timeline. I thought throughout. that would be kind of interesting. Okay. Like doing something like that, right? Well, I was thinking about it, right? This is the first time. So Lucy is a part of Nucky's universe, if you will, right? right. Shannon intersects with Nucky's universe, but he has his own timeline. Okay, and then you have um, Capone in Chicago, right? And then you have like Jimmy, and you have um, Margaret, and they're all a part of that timeline. And then you kind of have like Jimmy and Angela's timeline a little bit, if you really want to get like kind of weird, right? So, but anyways, Lucy and Shannon now—that is. They're breaking the barriers on that one. It's a little weird, right? Right. We're now combining right. two separate storylines, if you will, into one. And this is a first I consider. This is a first now for the episode, or for the for the series. Sorry, for the series. Um, oh yeah, it was it was strange yeah, seeing them together, right? It was, but I feel like this is where um, I I feel like Lucy is a big get. For Agent Michael oh, Shannon, for for what he's but yeah, trying does to he do. Knows who I mean, she obviously, is. Lucy knows everything that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> and he knows that uh, as as was uh, seen earlier during his breakdown scene when he's looking through all his paperwork. He has the you know pamphlet oh, that has Lucy's right. so picture on it. So he does absolutely. It. You're right. So he knows who she is, and so. I kind of got the feeling and when I first watched the scene that, okay, did he know she was going to be there? Did he come here on purpose because of that? If he did, why did he take like two doubles right off the to bat? Loosen up. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of got that feeling, uh, watching this for the first time that like, okay, I think he's, he's starting to dig a little deeper into, um, the different avenues. Okay. That's inter- That's an, that's very interesting. Okay. I like that. I, 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 cause I even have that in my notes is, did he know who she is? And then I remembered when you were talking about, it, you're right. He has that little pamphlet for the, like, um, it's, it's like a playbill, but it's not a playbill. Um, right. But yeah, right. it has her face on it. You're right, huh? I like that. That's that's interesting. I like that. So from this big scene, we get to go to the big scene, the 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 big yep. like ooh, Oof. this whole season, this is it right here. Okay, so yep. bringing in bringing oh, in the red shirts. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is it. You're right. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I've got a I've got a little bit on this, so let's just we're gonna dive into it. <laughs> okay, everyone, yeah. take a glass of your favorite libation and let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that um, the the brothers we have the two brothers and we have uh, Lansky and they're on their knees and right. then, uh, we have uh, Nucky, Jimmy, and Chalky, and then we also have some of uh, Chalky's boys as well. Right. And, and Doyle. And Doyle. Doyle in the background because he's Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking to them basically like, um, this is what's going to happen. Like, we know who you are, right? Right. Like, at one point, one of them said something like, um, um, oh, have we met before? And like I think it was like, oh, who was it? No, it's a... Uh, 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 um, Nucky even says, like, I recognize you. And he's like, oh, it must have been somebody else. And he's like, no. He's like, oh, yeah, there's another Dago walking around with dog shit on its face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and honestly, like, and I'm, I'm sure this is on purpose with the cinematography and everything, but the lighting, what Nucky's wearing, was, yes. this is, like, the most gangster-ass, like, portrait of Nucky that has happened so far yes. this season. Like, this dude, like, walks in, and it's just like, Oh shit! He is about to fuck someone up. Because right he is now. total. Like, he literally has these three people are in his their their lives are in his hands. If he wanted to stop yeah. any of them yeah. from doing anything, he could have. Okay. Oh yeah. And so we get to see that they're they they start talking at one point about what they're going to do. Like we can't exactly have this happen. We got to keep them alive, but we can't. And. The dude with the the birthmark on his face, the one brother, starts mouthing off, getting basically basically yeah. getting cocky, and Jimmy right. fucking puts a piece of lead right into his goddamn dome. <laughs> it was a little. I mean, like I said earlier, I kind of had the feeling just because like who the fuck is this dude anyway? Like they just kind of introduced him into out of nowhere. So I kind of had the feeling this was right. going to happen, but I was still caught off a little, like caught off guard a bit because he just didn't even hesitate. He's just like, what? Boom. No, and he even says, <laughs> like, he, even says he was done. like, uh, he was like, oh, you're going to shoot me? He's like, I wasn't going to until you said something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just domes the guy. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And I like when he does it. <laughs> Nucky looks at him and he looks at Nucky, kind of does a little shrug like, sorry. Like, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he's like, all right, well, whatever, <laughs> let's move on. I did it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even Doyle even says something like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so at that point, now my what I noticed is that guy was mal- he was being disrespectful, right? He was being a disre- right. he was being a disrespectful dude. Lansky from this time period on, if you notice, he's being he, uh, we, like we talked about. You didn't you were saying you didn't really like the way he talks. I was I was saying I like the way he talks. I think it's kind of interesting, right? Right. He's still talking that way, right? He still has that little bit of a weird right. type of uh, vernacular, and yeah, he's being very respectful towards Chalky and towards um, Nucky. He's not being like right. a suck up necessarily, but he is being respectful towards them. Oh and yeah, yep. I he's he's still talking even after this happened. He's still talking to him. Well, then the other guy, the other brother. Says something about like, well, um, what, like, I'm when my brothers find out, you know, we're gonna strap you up like they did the other guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he basically admits that it was them that uh, lynched his his boy from a couple yeah. episodes back. Now, had he not said that, do you think that he would have lived? Yeah, I, I, me too. That's what I think. I think that they were all about yeah. to let him live because Chalky's face. Did you notice he does a little twitch when he says that he just kind of like does yeah. like a, huh? Well, my night just yeah. got interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, once once that truth comes out, uh, Nucky's not going to stop Chalky from having no. his way either. Because I mean, he's you know that's uh, they brought him in, they brought Chalky in as their uh, you know their third party interrogation unit whenever they were trying to get information out of the uh the clansmen so i mean once that came out um again going back to uh nucky's compassion for you know the downtrodden and the uh minority groups and everything like that he's like all right yep chalky he's all yours yeah. and <laughs> i have it in my notes so strangulation is not a good way to go okay let's be real yeah no. top five ways to die strangulation is not on that list all right Uh, yeah no no yeah running out of air that sounds horrible and it's running out of air yeah like drowning that's i no please please no because it's slow and horrible and painful no thank you dude the dude that got it in the dome lucky all right, he's good. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I like what they do in this. They make it awkward. Like when he goes to yeah. strangle the guy, he could have been like, Ugh, and then the guy falls over, right? Like normal corny TV. Yeah. Like you grab somebody in the throat. Uh, right, yeah, right. <laughs> Did you notice? Yeah, they, they drag, drag it, it out. out. <laughs> it got awkward. Like they even have like, uh, they have Jimmy, Jimmy and Ducky looking at each other like, Can, is it done yet? Yeah. Like, it's like, is this over yet? <laughs> yeah. But I like that they do that because you know that that guy, that entire 30 seconds, minute, however long that scene was, that guy is sitting there. It, that His worst nightmare, his worst everything is happening right then. And that's oh, the yeah. same feeling that uh, Chalky's boy got when he got lynched. Oh, yeah. And that's what yep. I like. They're showing them. Yep. Because you know that his 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 partner did not die good. That's true, right? And this yeah. guy did not die good either. <laughs> I did not think about that. Yeah, that was complete retaliation. Oh, hundred percent from Jockey. Because here's, here's the other yeah. thing: the guy with the dog shit on his face, whatever you want to call it, the birthmark. Mem- yeah, remember how he got involved? 
he shot at 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 uh, Nucky. Jimmy yeah. shoots him. Yep. So he, he got, got shot. shot. Yeah. The other guy lynched. He got lynched. Right. So yep. it was kind of a huh. poetic justice or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, right. I'm, I'm not stealing that. By the way, that was actually in AV Club. I read about it. I want to give a shout out to them on. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um. So I did get that from them. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that. And then when I watched it again, I was like, you're right. This is actually from that. So AV Club has some really good stuff on it. Um, I was sitting here thinking you were all deep. Nah. And Bro, I hate deep. <laughs> Intelligent. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it was kind of inter- it was It was a very good scene. There's a lot of symbolism going on in that. <clears throat> uh, so from there we go to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at my notes. <laughs> So from there we go to <laughs> we go to uh, 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 Lucy and Michael Shannon and I, I literally put down they're driving to Sin City if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which again was like very surprising, like the the whole, Dude, the whole scene. Because are you serious? Like for real? We went from the most graphic death I mean, ever to the... This was the most graphic sex scene in this series. I was going to say, like, they haven't they haven't portrayed sex no. like this in the no, entire series not. yet. But they were, they were, like, going the fuck at it, like, in, in high death. Oh, no, yeah, dude, that was some <laughs> softcore porn. Like... Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm pretty sure you and me literally witnessed Michael Shannon getting laid. I... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, I... T- he had to have at least dipped the ball in in real life. I mean, it was <laughs> he was there, so yeah, it, it was very surprising scene. It really um, was Even in, for in HBO. both in both actual content and the fact that this is Agent Michael Shannon, the straight and narrow uh, Boy Scout of the entire series, getting with. The, the exact the yeah. polar opposite yeah the, the bimbo the bimbo <laughs> who is the lucy series, whatever you want to call it I, i'm not gonna try to i'm not gonna say she's really a bimbo but um she drinks she's a part of like the the underworld yeah. i mean she is she's the exact opposite yeah right so <laughs> she's in ecstasy and he's over there curled up in a corner regretting his entire life what have i done right <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you've you've come home late, and he's saying you shouldn't wait up. And yeah, he says something to her though. You shouldn't have waited <laughs> up. It's none of your business. But then he goes and says, "I really like your speech." Pretty much saying that um, you're a part of this world at this point. I even have it in here. I, like I said, I really do like Boardwalk Empire. I do. I really do like the show, right? Like, especially watching it while taking notes and everything like that. Right. I do like what goes into it. One of the things I have about it, though, is some of the symbolism is very in your face. Um, and I, it's not like a, huh? I wonder what that meant. It's kind of like, all right, I get it, right? You know. So he comes in. He's talking to her like you did a really good speech. She gets up to close the window when she turns around. Yeah. She sees herself in the yeah. mirror. And she gets startled by herself, right? Which is the exact same thing that uh, Richard has already told her. And we've been seeing as she's going, she doesn't recognize who she's become. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a, you know, I don't have to have a degree in film studies right. or anything like that to get it. 
but that's what how I took it, right? I'm pretty sure you saw. Um, I do have a degree in film studies, and <laughs> I'll agree with you. No, yeah, it, it's. <laughs> I I'm sorry, I don't I don't have that. <laughs> but you're right. It's it sometimes is a little in your face, and um, you know I, I'm sure they do that on purpose just to to get the point yeah. across. But especially with this one, no, um, I agree. That's that's been my view on it. I was just like, yeah, okay, I, okay. I mean, it just... it's kind of the same though with. Like when Nucky's walking in, he has dirt on his feet. You remember that one up? Oh yeah, you're you know, right. It's just you're like right, that okay, <laughs> boardwalk. I get it, right? Like you don't have to shove it on me. I mean, I appreciate it because it's like okay, it's right. It's still something different than a lot of TV we watch. Um, uh, it's just I don't know. It's just a little bit. It's, you brought yeah. that up. It, yeah, <laughs> you brought the mud on on his feet. It just it just reminded oh, me drunk. of the, our first recording of that. <laughs> we should have posted the original version. I wish we would have kept that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see there's um there's mud. <laughs> I wish I kept all those recordings. There's, mud, there's footprints. <laughs> oh man, that was so funny. <laughs> But yeah, um, you know, it, it, there was a lot of symbolism, though, throughout the episode, and um, uh, sometimes it is appreciated that, you know, they, and I've said this before in previous episodes, they really do tie in a lot of right th- the same theme every episode, and every episode yeah. is, is titled, usually, um, based on that theme, so... They kind of keep no, that with that, I and, like. um, and I, 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 I like episode, that. Which is like which is good. I mean, I'm not going to talk necessarily bad about it. It's just something I've kind of noticed, um, and I don't yeah, remember right. if it continues on that way or not. I honestly don't remember. Um, it's just something. It's something I kind of noticed, especially with this episode. As far in as we are with this um, episode, so um, did you have anything else to talk about on it? Um, no, not really. No, I, I I really liked that episode. Um, you know, we said at the beginning that um, it really seems to be ramping up, um, getting some really good story and uh, really good tense right? drama going. Like, next episode, <laughs> so I'm anticipating. I'm excited. Next episode is probably going to be even better, so I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, right. And like we said uh, at the start, wait, what is it? Three episodes yeah, left? No, no, two. 11 and 12. Yeah. Oh my 11. God. Two and episodes. And if it's anything like Game of Thrones, it's always the second to last Oof. episodes, the most intense. I know. Yeah. That's the craziest. <laughs> yeah. And Red Wedding shit right there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, and I didn't say anything, so it's fine. Twitter at bootleg.podcast. Uh, give us a shout out. We have, several, uh, we have several people writing in now. It's really nice. Me and Chris are just doing this for fun. <laughs> like, that's really all we're yeah. doing. Um, I don't know if y'all know, we're literally, we're literally recording this on the the 31st of July at 10.39 p.m. Um, <laughs> this is going live yes. tomorrow. Me and Chris so. are doing this for fun. Like, I've had some problems happen. Um, we've had my AC out. Chris, how long, has, how, how yeah. long has your AC been out? Oh, my God, dude. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> our, our house got struck by lightning. It's two weeks ago now <laughs> yeah almost two weeks ago so i've been without my computer my ac my my tv fucking like it's been 
it's been ridiculous, but I, I I make time I make time to make this uh make this like, podcast because it's, it's, it's fun it's as hell. Fun. Like I, my computer, my hard drive crapped out on it, and my backup laptop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it decided not to work, so I'm having to use my wife's old laptop, and hopefully it works and we get it published. <laughs> But we're doing this for fun. like. So for all you listening, you better fucking appreciate what we're doing for you. <laughs> but we're doing this for fun. Like, write in. Let us know what you're thinking. We have several people writing in now. It's been awesome. Uh, we have um, – we actually – I don't know if you saw that or not. I could be wrong. We have a fan that's been commenting now on Facebook. Uh, he's been, like, actually talking a little bit. Oh, that's really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, his name's Miguel. So, Miguel, up, Miguel, if you're listening, man, shout out to you for real. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Write in. Let us know what y'all are thinking. Correct us where you're finding that we're wrong on things, or where maybe you yeah think for to real hear something different. Yeah. Let us know. And um. Yeah. F- yeah. Let us know. So until next week, y'all have a couple libations, and um, we'll do a little chin wagging as we talk about the episode nice. Paris Green and find All out right. what's going See on next week. All right. Come on.